Our readings for today are from Monday of the third week of Lent. A reading from the second book of Kings. Naaman, the army commander of the king of Aram, was highly esteemed and respected by his master, for through him the Lord had brought victory to Aram. But valiant as he was, the man was a leper. Now the Arameans had captured in a raid on the land of Israel a little girl who became the servant of Naaman's wife. If only my master would present himself to the prophet in Samaria, she said to her mistress, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went and told his lord just what the slave girl from the land of Israel had said. Go, said the king of Aram, I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman set out, taking along ten silver talents, six thousand gold pieces, and ten festal garments. To the king of Israel he brought the letter, which read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When he read the letter, the king of Israel tore his garments and exclaimed, Am I a god with power over life and death, that this man should send someone to me to be cured of a leprosy? Take note, you can see he is only looking for a quarrel with me. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his garments, he sent word to the king, Why have you torn your garments? Let him come to me and find out that there is a prophet in Israel. Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. The prophet sent him the message, Go and wash seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will heal and you will be clean. But Naaman went away angry, saying, I thought that he would surely come out and stand there to invoke the Lord his God, and would move his hand over the spot and thus cure the leprosy. Are not the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the, the Farpar better than all the waters of Israel? Could not I wash? Could I not wash in them and be cleansed? With this he turned about in anger and left. But his servants came up and reasoned with him. My father, they said, if the prophet had told you to do something extraordinary, would you not have done it? All the more now, since he said to you, wash and be clean, should you do as he said. So Naaman went down and plunged into the Jordan seven times at the word of the man of God. His flesh became again like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. He returned with his whole retinue to the man of God. On his arrival, he stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, A thirst is my soul for the living God. When shall I go and behold the face of God? A thirst is my soul for the living God. When shall I go and behold the face of God? As the hind longs for the running waters, so my soul longs for you, O God. A thirst is my soul for the living God. When shall I go and behold the face of God? A thirst is my soul for God, the living God. When shall I go and behold the face of God? A thirst is my soul for the living God. When shall I go and behold the face of God? Send forth your light and your fidelity. They shall lead me on and bring me to your holy mountain, to your dwelling place. A thirst is my soul for the living God. When shall I go and behold the face of God? Then will I go to the altar of God, the God of my gladness and joy. Then will I give you thanks upon the harp, O God, my God. A thirst is my soul for the living God. When shall I go and behold the face of God? The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the people in the synagogue at Nazareth, Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine spread over the entire land. 
It was to none of these that, the, that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built, to hurl him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The other night I had dinner with a couple of teachers who were trading war stories. One of them was frustrated because he had just given a test that day and the students did poorly on the test. What drove him crazy was that he had given them a study guide as well as a review session the night before the exam. He basically told them what they needed to know, told them what was going to be on the test, and they still didn't know it. It got me thinking back to some of my seminary classes. I had one teacher who gave out study guides as well. The test questions were 100% from those guides. So if you studied the answers to those questions, you did really well. It was foolproof. Another professor was really tough, but there was a number of past exams floating around, and if you studied from those, you would know more than enough to do well. At the time, I thought the teachers were pushovers. But you know what? I retained more from those classes than from my other classes. The professor's methods effectively drove home the points that we needed to know. The professors didn't care if everyone earned an A, as long as we knew the material. In the first reading, Naaman the Syrian resents being given a study guide. Elisha tells him that washing in the River Jordan will cure his leprosy, and Naaman gets angry. It can't be that simple. Naaman had taken lots of baths before, and it hadn't helped yet. The successful general, who was likely an expert in complex military strategy, was sure that any cure for his chronic illness has to involve something extraordinary that he had never tried before. Instead, he just had to do what Elisha had told him, no matter how simple it seemed. And when he stopped resisting and just did what he was told, Naaman was cured of his disease. Jesus did some amazing things, but he didn't expect miracles from his disciples. And there was no secret recipe for salvation. He never told anyone that if they prayed the St. Michael uh, prayer every day, they would be safe. Or if they prayed the St. Jude Novena, the precise way and the number of times it says on the pamphlet that their prayers would be answered. No, Jesus' study guide was way simpler than that. Pray the prayer that I taught you. We call it the Lord's Prayer. Pray that prayer from the heart instead of babbling. Love your enemies, not only your neighbors. Live the Beatitudes. Seek to serve, not to be served. Be generous, but don't seek recognition for it. Oh, and pick up your cross daily and follow me. As simple as it all was, his own people were not impressed. And from the looks of it, we're not all that impressed either. Because if we followed his study guide, we'd be a lot more fulfilled personally, and the world would be a better place. It's not all that complicated. So let's just do it. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day and say a prayer for me.